0: Are we ready, Steph? Yeah, we're good to go. All right, I'm trying not to freak out with these headphones. Because <laughs> you don't like listening to stuff. I hate listening to stuff. <laughs> it's like an echo. Welcome to another episode of Gem Junkies. I'm Brecken.
1: And I'm Jonathan.
0: And we're back from Tucson. <laughs> Yeah, it's Um, been a little while. It's been a while. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a while. We've had a couple shows and we're back and we're headed to Disneyland tomorrow.
1: Yeah, girls are excited.
0: Girls are really excited. We promise this. We get really busy the first few uh, months of the year and their reward is a trip to Disneyland. So wish us luck. We're going with lots of hand sanitizer. But uh on this show today, we have a very special guest for you. Her name is Jennifer Marcus, and she is the Executive Director for WJA, or the Women's Jewelry Association. Hi, Jennifer. Hey, guys. How's it going today? Very good. So you are coming to us from...
2: We are headquartered in New York City. I am looking out at Grand Central. It's kind of a rainy day here, so I'm excited for your adventure in Disneyland. I'm originally from Los Angeles, so I uh, I can really appreciate how exciting that will be for the kids.
0: Yeah, I grew up in Southern California, too. I'm from Rancho Cucamonga, so old school, out in the Inland Empire. <laughs> <laughs> But we wanted to bring you on today. I am a member of WJA, and I honestly don't know the history of the organization very well. So the first question I'm going to ask you is, where did WJA start?
2: Sure. A really good question. Uh, WJA Women's Jewelry Association has been around since the early 80s. And it started actually in New England, in Boston. Um, and it was founded by a small group of women who uh, really, you know, were kind of facing some inequalities and some uh, discrimination in the workplace. And they started meeting a small group, uh, you know, right in Boston. And it eventually grew into... Um, what we know today as the Women's Jewelry Association later on in that decade. Um, and you have to remember, you know, in that time period, uh, as we all know, the 24 Carat Club was the industry club uh, and the most prominent networking organization in the industry would not admit women until
0: 1987. So, I had no idea. Are you yeah. serious?
2: It's, it's a little, yeah, isn't it a little crazy, you know, how far we've kind of come today. Um, but really, the idea for the organization was born by um, a, a jewelry sales representative, Tony Lynn Judd. And she had a contract of part ownership. It was an ownership agreement that if the business became profitable, the company, um, uh, you know, would would reward her for Uh, The profits, and they actually terminated her when the company started uh, turning a profit. So it's you know it really kind of goes to show that there wasn't a uh, a support system or uh, you know a place where women in this space could go for resources about you know employment contracts or starting a business or you know things of that nature in the industry.
0: Yeah, I think that's the most um, exciting thing to me and kind of why I decided to get involved in WJA. From the beginning, I remember my first trade show. Jewelry is, it's an industry for women, but it's not dominated by women, right? I looked around the trade show and there were a lot of men. Lots of men. Men stone dealers owners of companies. And it was a WJA is a nice place where you can get together and speak with women about things that concern you in the industry and just mentorship, I think, too.
2: Definitely. I completely agree, Brecken. And again, that's what one of, you know, that's one of our uh, pillars of service and value we offer our members that we've been doing. So for, you know, the past 20, 30 years, uh, is really providing them a place and a platform for questions, uh, you know, that they can have answered by uh, fellow members, uh, fellow comrades, you know, kind of in the same space. What I will add, though, and this is kind of a misconception, is that we don't have any men in our membership, which is completely false. I mean, we actually have Uh, quite a few male members. We actually on our national board have two male members. And I think it's really important to remember that their mentorship, their advocacy really is helping us to uh, enter deeper into the industry. Uh, We need them. We need their um, support and guidance as well in navigating in navigating the space so I think it's really important to remember that they are our advocates and that's how WJA certainly um, thinks of them and brings brings both male and female colleagues together
0: right and I, I totally agree that we do need them and it's from strong men that that women that our equality gets moved forward right right Jonathan yeah. <laughs> let's chime in a little bit. Let, yes. let's have Jonathan talk a little bit. so i Jonathan wants to become a member. Yeah. But but i've said it's my space. But maybe uh, i should.
1: Uh, <laughs> she says i have enough spaces. You already. have
0: enough spaces. This is my.
2: Thing. <laughs> well, Jonathan, you are more than welcome to join. We have plenty of room. Uh Brecken, you know, again, i think it's great that you, you know, both of you have such a strong partnership and and really that's how we think of um you know, just again about our male colleagues and uh, male employers and male bosses. I mean, we we really need the mentorship and uh, we have a robust mentorship program that includes both men and women. So again, very excited. And Jonathan, we'd love to get you involved. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Tell us, what does it mean to be a member of WJA? Sure. Uh, you know, Women's Jewelry Association,
2: again, because it has such a rich history In this space, you know, again, going on nearly four decades, um, really being part of a community that is worldwide, that is collaborative, uh, that is one that is very welcoming and open arms and inclusive. Uh, you know, being a member of WJ means that you're connected to resources that you might not otherwise have. I mean, we all know that the jewelry industry is, um, you know, one of the oldest industries in you know, the country, if not the world. And, you know, there's a lot of um, people would coin it as insular. And I think that we kind of break down that barrier. We are, uh, you know, we're trying to include everyone in the conversation and in the success of what it, you know, what the jewelry industry offers.
0: Yeah, I think it's super interesting. I get on the forums sometimes when I get the little emails and seeing where people are coming from, what their backgrounds are, what they're interested in. It kind of opens up a whole new world, uh, that I didn't know exist in a lot of cases.
2: Definitely. And we actually have such a cool, um, online custom tool that we, we built and added as part of our membership, one of our membership benefits. It's called WJA Connect, and it's really one of the only platforms, I think, that exists in our industry that our members can log into our website and pose questions. They can have, you know, in real-time conversations back and forth with other members. You do not need to be physically at an event. Um, you don't even need to be physically in the same space or the same uh, country, for that matter. Uh, and it's something that's really helped uh, garner uh, more interest from our members and from people in the industry, because it's a way to solicit um, business. It's a way to find, uh, you know, new employees. And it's a way to ask questions that sometimes, you know, you're just you're kind of looking for quick advice. You know, who's your go to supplier in New York? Uh, who, who's your favorite, uh, you know, can, model maker in LA. And these are the types of, um, you know, responses that people can get in real time, which is so great, because it it really shows that the community is working together.
0: Yeah, I wrote an article about trunk shows. So I wrote a little thing for WJA Connect about trunk shows. Yeah, and it's something that you know, it's a vendor thing or a designer thing. And we don't have a bunch of time to just sit around and talk at trade shows. And so kind of sharing some of those insights about what makes our trunk show successful and things you can do to make your trunk show successful. uh, It's invaluable. I mean, the information that you can, you can get, there.
2: Yeah, it really cultivates the thought leadership um, and, you know, is almost designed as like a little think tank. So, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head, Brecken, with that.
0: I found that when I was writing the little thing about trunk shows, I was like, hmm, maybe we should look at this. Maybe we should do this. Just change it up a little bit <laughs> uh, based on the responses that we got from some of the other users.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's an even exchange. It's an idea thought, you know, uh, idea marketplace, really. Um, and it's something that someone can scroll through the questions and query responses. So if someone had already asked that question, you know, it would be it would survive on the site and be memorialized. So it, it's really a powerful tool. We're so excited that it's being built out more Um, We've had, you know, a lot of interest from various partners and sponsors who want to continue seeing it grow and and participate so that, you know, again, we can keep it up and running and gain more exposure for some industry partners.
1: Oh, great. Um, What what are the goals of WJA right now?
2: Oh, my gosh, Jonathan, I love this question because I get this all the time. Every time I step foot outside, um, you know, again... what I think the big distinction is here, I and I'll give you a little anecdote and cut me off if I'm taking too long. But I was <laughs> no. I was at, <laughs> at uh, twenty four carat this year in January, and an industry professional came up to me. You know, again, I'm very new. I started at WJA back in September of 2019, so I'm still getting my sea legs. Mm-hmm. And someone came up to me and said, "Oh gosh, you know, you're WJA, you know." I don't know if we need you anymore. You know, women are doing great. Women are in, you know, this position and that position. And, um, you know, and I, my approach with that type of, um, you know, question or, or statement is I'm very interested to see, you know, kind of why people think the way they do. And um, I said, I responded saying, you know, that's so fascinating. And I said, you're so correct. You're very correct. I said, you know, we're in leadership positions now. We're opening our own businesses. You know, women are suppliers and manufacturers and, you know, we're we're infiltrating the, the industry. And I said, but think about a couple of other areas where we are not excelling in. You know, a- again, and this is something across the country, um, women do not have a gender parity on boards yet in our mm-hmm. industry. You know, there um, is still a discrepancy in pay uh, for, for work, you know, women being paid less than men in this country, um, and then access to capital, uh, women still are, are, are very much lagging behind in that, in that arena, uh, with getting access to loans and startup money. So I, you know, I reiterated these things and I said, the, the new goals of WJA are to build off of what we've already accomplished and what we've already supported women in doing, which is grow professionally, you know, in mid in mid to senior level management roles. But it definitely goes beyond that, Jonathan. And I'm, I'm very excited for what lies ahead because these are issues that are not only, um, you know, that we're not only facing in our industry, but at large in the United States and beyond.
0: Yeah, Jonathan's very progressive in this because Jonathan and I have equal pay. We and we did it. We did it. (laughs) We are. Well, I looked at him and I, you know, he was paid more than I was. And I said, I don't think this is right. And he said, it's not. Let's just split it in half. So we added it, split it in half. And we're both paid the same now. I love that. Honestly,
2: I think that that is so inspiring and it's, it's so wonderful to know that there are, you know, companies and partners out there that really see the value in that. Because when you pay women more, you know, they're able to take care of their families. They're able to go out and actually uh, afford to invest back in their businesses. And I think that that's something that WJA, you know, again, in a nutshell, our goals are to continue
0: building up parity in the industry. Yeah, and it's an industry that my daughters could potentially be a part of.
1: If they choose to. If
0: they choose to. <laughs> but I want to set the standard, the example that you're worth as much as a man, if not exactly.
2: more. <laughs> <laughs> and it's about know, your work as well. You know Your work is valued. Your thoughts and ideas are valued. Mm-hmm. All of these things that go into women's empowerment, that's something that WJ really – really holds near and dear. And, you know, to build off of that, really, uh, another goal of ours is to develop and create and build out a diverse and inclusive pipeline of talent, starting with younger people. Uh, you know, this industry, along with other industries in the United States, at least, uh, they th- there's an issue here, of not attracting younger people to take over these businesses learn the trade. I mean, our, our trade is, um, you know, it's as you know, it's all craft, mm-hmm. right? It, it starts with that, uh, that art and passion and creativity, and that needs to be cultivated from a much younger age. Um, and as we're seeing populations grow older and um, start giving businesses away or even de- dissolving them, um, it's something that, you know, really breaks my heart, because there's so many people in this in this country that I think could really benefit from being a part of our industry. Also, our job to make sure that those opportunities are available to others. And that's what WJA uh, strives to be doing moving forward is elevating the message that we are here to build up that journey for you.
0: The one of the most exciting things I think that Jonathan and I saw in Tucson this year was the amount of young female designers just Absolutely. starting out in the industry. And they came by our booth and, and probably more so than I've ever seen.
1: Absolutely. And that, that was something that I thought was really interesting is that your, your brick and mortar in the jewelry industry, I think will continue. But we see a huge future in young designers and especially young female designers and how they've been able to connect electronically in a traditional hands on brick and mortar. They've been able to create that following and that drive and that customer base all electronically, which I think is really amazing. And we're seeing that as a huge opportunity going into the future for our company is, is supporting those, mm-hmm. those young designers.
2: Yep. I, definitely. I, I love that anecdote. And I love the fact that you experienced that at Tucson. Uh, you know, in Tucson, we were uh, we were participating in the JCK pavilion uh, at JCK Tucson, and we had a specific WJA pavilion for our members to um, to attend. And that's one of our benefits. We, uh, we offer um, the option to participate in the trade shows at a reduced cost. Uh, if you're a member, and I, you know, again, it's so exciting for first timers to really dive in and be a part of these shows, because these shows, I mean, as you know, this is all relationship building. This industry is based off of relationships for 10, 20, 30,
0: sometimes even 40 years. Yeah, and- million dollar deals are done with a handshake
2: with handshakes yeah. i mean you guys know better than anyone and i think that what's important to remember is that that's a very daunting um you know that's a very daunting prospect for someone who doesn't know the ins and outs of the space and really they they really require mentorship they require the a little bit of handholding or you know guidance in the beginning and uh, just, you know, more businesses like yours, you know, more businesses like the ones that support us who want to see everyone succeed in this space. That's, that's who we want to partner with. You know, that's, that's who WJA wants to be aligned with, because we're trying to grow this space. We don't think of it as competitive. Um, we're really trying to bring people
0: together. So how do people get involved?
2: Oh my gosh, good question. Uh we have an online uh platform, an online website. You can go to women's Career association.com and you can sign up to be uh, a member online very easy. You can see a list of our services and benefits. We have over 24 chapters uh statewide and additional ones across the, the world. Um we also have different tiers of membership. So a lot of our um, a lot of our supporters are corporate members. So they're either small businesses, uh, suppliers, manufacturers, small retailers. We also have l- larger corporations and those companies can get involved. They can become corporate members and and give back membership to their employees. So that the employees throughout the country can attend events and take advantage of the educational opportunities and the networking and the mentorship that we
0: provide. Very cool. So WJA has something very exciting going on in March, don't you?
2: Oh, my gosh, Brecken! I'm so excited. I know it's been a whirlwind. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a whirlwind. We, uh, We just launched March is me month which is a advertising campaign. One of the first that the women's jewelry association has ever created. Uh, And it was released uh, to align with international women's day coming up uh, as well. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I can't believe it's already here. Um, And to also align with women's history month, which is all of March. And essentially uh, what that campaign is, it came out of a very interesting Forum, uh, the Women's Jewelry Association created the Women's Executive Leadership Forum, and that consisted of about 30 to 40 top female executives and industry leaders in our space. They were brought together last International Women's Day, on, you know, last March 2019, and they came together to discuss the challenges and opportunities. That exist in our space, and one of the opportunities was to figure out how to better connect with the consumers that are wearing the jewelry. Meaning, how to better connect with the women who are wearing a lot of this jewelry. And so, when you think about women, you know, thirty women developing a, you know, nationwide campaign for women. That's a really powerful message. And it's all about celebrating women and their ability to self-purchase without a reason. Uh, we're very, very excited about,
0: uh, about this. That's exciting. So how is it being promoted?
2: Sure. Uh, the, it's being promoted across the industry. We, in order to participate this year, we invited uh, companies who were not yet corporate members, and in addition, our, our current corporate members to participate. So in order to kind of control, uh, you know, the, the metrics and making sure that we had the ability to uh, have a productive look back, uh, we've invited the corporate, our corporate partners, they have signed up, they receive the assets. So they would receive logos, the color palette, the taglines, uh, and they created their own marketing collateral to, uh, promote their own inventory, their own jewelry, their own stores mm-hmm. and in alignment with women's jewel association. It was very exciting. We have some major players on board, uh, you know, anyone from Signet to Macy's to Reed's, uh, you know, c- Citizens, I mean, so many partners of ours are participating. So we have about a list of 18 to 20 companies so far.
0: This is this is exciting because I think there is a stigma for uh, purchasing jewelry, especially fine jewelry for yourself. I never had this stigma. My mother was always a self-purchaser of fine jewelry, and I've carried on her tradition. But that it can be intimidating or overwhelming to sometimes go into a jewelry store and pick something out for yourself. And it shouldn't be. You should be able to do that. You should have you know, the want and the power as a successful woman to go and do that for yourself. So I find it a very exciting campaign.
2: Thank you. You know, you know again, you, you, really, you really drove home the message is that it's the fact that you as a woman do not need validation from someone else to feel special, you know, to celebrate, you know, really it's about celebrating yourself. And I, I think it's just such a wonderful message in this day and age. I mean, we've seen over the past decade the rise of the female self-purchaser. And I think that this just really, uh, elevates that message it makes it clear and coming from you know some of our corporate partners who have such a big footprint in this space, I'm really looking forward to, to hearing the results
0: yeah i'm I'm excited too so you'll have to keep all of us posted but oh yeah <laughs> now it's your turn now we get to talk about you Jennifer <laughs> um,
2: and this is a scary part.
0: <laughs> well, so in the midst of all this craziness, you are planning a wedding. I know that.
2: <laughs> yes, I know. I like to think that it's not 50 days away, but who's counting? <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. 50 days. That'll be exciting though. Are you getting married in New York or going somewhere else?
2: I am, I am getting married in New York. Uh, you know, I met my, my partner here. He, uh, he's from the East Coast. I've been in New York, you know, 12 years. So most of our friends are, are already here. Family is going to come in from, you know, abroad and, um, you know, it's very exciting. I I feel very overwhelmed. Me, as you both know, yeah. it's a big thing to <laughs> plan a wedding. Um, but again, it's very it's a beautiful time. I'm trying to savor every moment, even though the planning can get a little stressful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. You grew up in Southern California. Here yeah, anymore. I grew
2: up in Southern <laughs> California. I moved back. I I went to Boston University for my undergrad. I actually studied art history and finance. And I started my career uh like 20 years ago basically uh, in nonprofit arts management. And I moved to New York uh to get my masters in uh you know, decorative art history and material culture. I thought I was going to be a curator at the MoMA, you know, out mm-hmm. with Glenn Lowry, in with Jennifer Marcus, and that never <laughs> happened. <laughs> uh, but, you know, again, the decorative arts really opened my my eyes up to, uh, you know, different forms of art, including jewelry, architecture, etc. cetera. Um, I've had various, you know, positions in the arts. I used to work in galleries and um but the most exciting thing is I created years ago an organization for women to come together across all creative industries to network. And that was, you know, a seven-year run. It was, you know, in the grand scheme of things, pretty short-lived. But that really taught me about community. It taught me about the power of women coming together and helping one another. Uh, and I was able to, uh, you know, utilize all that I learned from that experience, running that on my own. Uh, now, you know, coming into WJA with a whole new mission, a whole new vision of this organization that the board has developed, and really drive home the importance of what it is to belong to a community. And I think, you know, jewelry has such, um like we've talked about, it's all relationships, people, you know, have each other's backs. Uh, You know, they, it's all about helping one another. And I think that it's very exciting for me to come into that because mm-hmm. it's already uh, a formula. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like reinventing the wheel. But I, uh, my previous position, I was at Tiffany & Co uh, working in sustainability and helping to develop um, some diversity initiatives, uh, including the first women's employee resource group, you know, coming from an 183-year-old organization that never had a group for women it was a very exciting time to develop something like that, uh, to enhance women's leadership within the company. And, uh, you know, I think that's what WJA leadership was excited about with my background. You know, how, how do we further women's potential, women's leadership and, uh, you know, opportunities?
0: Yeah, that's really, I mean, that's kind of a cool story that got you where you are. I mean, and it's a different background and a different aspect than we see a lot of times in our industry. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are born into it and all that other kind of stuff. So it's kind of interesting to see how you took your arts background and kind of molded it and which brought you into WJA today.
2: Yeah, it's, it's been very exciting, and you know, again. I I don't come from the industry. You know, I, I don't consider my uh, you know, my short time at Tiffany as part of the industry. And I think really that's what's exciting about being a part of this. You know, being a part of WJ right now because it is a nonprofit business association, and it's about uh, programming. You know, it's about developing initiatives, and it's larger than just the trade you know, it's really, uh, it's broader. And I, I love the thought leadership that goes into my, my job. I love it so much. It's I'm working with incredibly intelligent women on my board who are in the top of their game. And I, I feel so blessed to be able to, you know, piggyback off of their ideas and, and execute them.
0: And you seem to have brought a nice energy to the group. I think. I mean, just your injection and your drive and wanting to go forward and looking into the future for WJA. I think you add that excitement level. So it's a, oh it's nice God. to see.
2: Oh, thanks, Brecken. That's so sweet.
0: <laughs> and our last question, which is a question that we always ask. Do you want to ask it Jonathan? We'll sure. get your voice on here a couple more times. <laughs>
1: Um, we always like to ask what's your first memory of jewelry or gemstones, not necessarily in the industry, but just your, your first memory growing up.
2: Oh, this is such a sweet question. I I love this so much. I, you know, it's so funny because I'm not, I don't tell anyone I'm like, not a big jewelry wearer, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's so funny. We, my mother would take us to, I, 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 very briefly as a little girl we lived in East Bay of San Francisco and we would take the bart in you know every weekend and as a little girl I think it was like three or four she would take us to uh, pier 59 and we would get clam chowder and walk to see the seals and there was this one jewelry store on the pier in a very touristy area and she purchased a small emerald ring for me uh, in a gold setting. And now I still have it to this day and it, you know, it only fits on my pinky, but it is one of my first pieces of jewelry. And it's something I remember because she associated it with my birthday. It's my gemstone, uh, my birthstone. Mm-hmm. And it's just so special. I mean, now my taste is a little different. I love pearls. My engagement ring is a pearl. So, Oh, that's you know,
0: cool. That's impressive. <laughs>
2: It's a little progressive, but I have to say I was before Emma Stone. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like to think I started the trend. But uh, no, that's my first memory. And it really brings back, you know, being in San Francisco, being with my mom and, um, you know, understanding what a birthstone was at that young age. I, I love thinking about that. Thank you so much for letting me share.
0: Yeah, and thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule, especially in the month of March and 50 days before your wedding, to, <laughs> to share uh, the Women's Jewelry Association and why it is so important in our current atmosphere and in our industry. So thank you so much, Jennifer.
2: Oh, Brecken and Jonathan, thank you so much. I, I hope you have a wonderful time in Disneyland. And for those that are interested in learning more about the association, please you know, visit us at Association.com.
0: Yeah, and if you sign up at a trade show, they give you a really snazzy water bottle. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> I have my water you. bottle. <laughs> But all right. Thank you so much, Jennifer. And thank you everybody for listening to another episode of Gem Junkies. I'm Brecken. And I'm Jonathan. And if you want to see what we do in our real life, you can always follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Parlay Gems. And you can check out the Women's Jewelry Association. What are your, uh, what's your Instagram handle? Oh,
2: um, so we, we have a couple. Um, I, my personal handle is at Jennifer Marcus. Uh, on instagram and then the women's jewelry association is women's jewelry association on instagram
0: perfect all right you guys thank you and thank you again jennifer goodbye